If you've been told to pull up your socks, then make sure it's a pair of TNT socks. The TNT shop is now open at tntradio.live. This is the Hervoye Moritz Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. TNT is an independent global news talk station that does what others only say they do. TNT is a live radio and TV broadcaster simply telling the truth 24 hours a day, seven days a week. No one in the world does what we do, crisscrossing the globe. Literally, we've got people stationed all over the planet, and some of us um, are reporting from different locations uh, we're providing credible news and opinion all day and all night in two plus years tnt has become a credible and exciting platform with brilliant hosts and staff and guests it's critical time and we've got to continue to call out the misinformation and propaganda from the mainstream media fake news and their powerful sponsors we're appealing to our many friends and supporters around the world to go to tntradio.live make a small donation to TNT well we seek the right investors to continue our important mission what more is happening around the planet uh Victor uh Victor David Hansen Victor Hansen Davis Hansen sorry he's uh eminent uh one of the America's intellectuals he keeps writing on the decline uh, of America his latest today American paralysis and decline he concludes societies do not always collapse from a lack of wealth invasion or natural catastrophes most often they know they know what is destroying them but they're so paralyzed by their fear that the road to salvation becomes too painful to even contemplate so they implode gradually then suddenly yeah that is what's going on um how about this story Germany German Navy almost shot down U.S drone over Red Sea a German warship in the Red Sea almost shot down a U.S drone in a narrowly averted case of friendly fire there's some um ineptitude in the em empire uh so pretty I mean is is it really getting that bad um now you know to just uh to continue on the conversation that i was having with rick rozoff last hour uh star.com reports today under the right conditions canada open to sending non-combat troops to ukraine defense minister bill blair says you can check my archives i've been meaning to get him back on it's been a while uh montreal activist eve angler you know he's got fantastic books i've been interviewing him probably for a decade now skyping and skyping him even into my class uh university classrooms in, Me in Mexico where he's pointed out Canada has played a key role uh in in, in training the Ukrainian military uh participating in the coup and regime changes in, in Haiti and Ukraine uh and so again this is escalation Canada open to sending number of uh, military personnel to train Ukrainian troops within Ukraine so long as such an operation takes place far from the front lines of the war with Russia in a clear non-combat role. Yes, also China Global Times reports yesterday, Indo-PACOM likely more confrontational under new chief as the U.S. Senate Armed Services Committee voted to advance the nom nomination of Samuel Paparo as chief of the U.S. Indo-Pacific Command. 
Um, Chinese experts warned that under the new chief's command, it's possible that the U.S. military will try to create a crisis and deepen military tensions with China in the Asia-Pacific, especially across the Taiwan Strait. Great, great. Let's just stir another hornet's nest. Good stuff. Um, being reported that North Korea has sent 6,500 containers of munitions to Russia, according to South Korea. Um, I've already mentioned this, that uh, the Dutch for now seem to be the lone supporters of Macron's EU boots on the ground in Ukraine plan. It really feels like, um, um, you know, 1939 in slow motion here, uh, 1914. Absolutely crazy. Uh, and, and this was an interesting development, again, in the background of everything we're discussing, Russia to ban petrol exports for six months uh again this is related to war measures russia will introduce a six-month ban on petrol exports uh tomorrow march 1st to ensure it, it has enough fuel to meet domestic demand uh, russia has suffered sporadic fuel shortages so there's that and related to that news in the telegraph how collapsing energy use reveals britain's economic disaster doomsayers warn that britain is returning to the battle days of the 1970s uh but we we are already there the report says the country's energy use usage has tumbled to its lowest level since the era era of edward heath's three-day work week uh and again that's all interlinked the economy the energy use i think when you use more energy your economy grows when you decrease energy use your economy shrinks thank you death uh zero also putin in his speech today said by 2028 the BRICS countries will generate about 37 percent of global gdp while the index of g7 will fall below 28 percent uh, let's not ignore this story this was important from intel news a retired senior Mossad official has alleged netanyahu ignored and frustrated efforts to stop the flow of hundreds of millions of dollars to Hamas. This inaction may have enabled the Palestinian militant group to plan, organize, and execute Operation Al-Aqsa Flood. Um, and this, you know, Ian Davis has been writing articles for me on geopolitics and empire. This has been his exact thesis, and now we're having senior Mossad official confirming this, that Netanyahu and company were letting he, Ian Davis uses uh, Daniela, Daniela Ganser's uh, term, uh, let it happen on purpose, Lee Hop. Uh, and here's Mossad adding more ev evidence to that. Um, yeah, we've run um, out of time. More news. Um, you got an interesting story about how the Pentagon is using AI over at Bloom Bloomberg. AI warfare is already here. Skynet is becoming self-aware. Um, for all the latest community events, rallies, marches, festivals, fundraisers happening near you, visit the What's On events calendar on the TNT website, tntradio.live. Stay in touch on today's News Talk TNT. Keeping the commitment. I love you guys. Unbelievable. 24-7. Listen to you every day, half for years. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Reportedly, former Presidente Donald Trump will have a private meeting with Hungarian Prime Minister Viktor Orban at his Mar-a-Lago estate in Florida next week. Here with the story, joining me once again, TNT News producer Adam Clark, codename Ruckus. Thanks, Hervori. 
the complementary conservatives uh, have certainly developed quite the bromance uh, in our lifetime, I would suggest. Uh, over the past few years, the former president and Mr. Orban have frequently praised each other. And throughout the 2024 election campaign, the Republican frontrunner, Donald Trump, of course, has described the Hungarian leader as a critical figure in the worldwide conservative movement. At a New Hampshire rally on January 20th, Trump referred to Mr. Orban as a great man and a great leader in Europe. I wish I could do a Trump impression. Uh, here's what he wrote on his Truth Social platform. Quote, he is the prime minister of Hungary. He is a very great leader, a very strong man. Some people don't like him because he's too strong. The wonderful people of Hungary are lucky to have him, end quote. Mr. Orban, who served as prime minister from 1998 to 2002 and then returned to the position in 2010, has shared the same level of admiration. In May of 2023, the Hungarian conservative spoke to Republicans and European allies at the second annual meeting of the CPAC Europe in Budapest, Hungary. During his prepared remarks, Mr. Orban asserted there would not be a military conflict in Eastern Europe if President Trump were in office. He said, quote, I'm sure if President Trump would be the president, there would be no war in Ukraine and Europe. Come back, Mr. President, make America great again and bring us peace, end quote. The prime minister decried liberalism as a, quote unquote, virus slammed woke culture and rejected the quote-unquote LGBTQ lobby. Mr. Orban said, quote, Hungary is actually an incubator where experiments are done on the future of conservative policies. Hungary is the place where we didn't just talk about defeating the progressives and liberals and causing a conservative Christian political churn, but we actually did it, end quote. This past spring, he urged the GOP candidate Trump to, quote, keep on fighting, end quote, following the first set of charges filed against the billionaire real estate mogul. Their last face-to-face -face meeting was in 2022 at President Trump's New Jersey Golf Club. Um, President Trump wrote on his social media account, True Social, quote, great spending time with my friend Viktor Orban, the prime minister of Hungary. We discussed many interesting topics. Few people know as much about what is going on in the world today. We were also celebrating his great electoral victory in April, end quote. That was back then on, on his golf course. Uh, Mr. Orban has uh, faced a flood of criticism over many of his positions. Critics complain about his government behaving in an authoritarian manner by clamping down on free press, migration, political dissent, and LGBTQ people. Uh, the Hungarian leader's frequent criticisms of Ukraine have captured the most attention and condemnation from Western governments and media. Mr. Orban has acknowledged that Kyiv cannot win the war and that allies should pursue an immediate ceasefire after negotiations. In December of last year, he warned that his government, led by the Fidesz party, will have many opportunities to halt Ukraine's process of joining the EU. Speaking with Hungarian state radio, the PM said that he would, quote, not hesitate for a moment if the financial and economic consequences of this bad decision will be paid by the Hungarians, end quote. Mr. Orban also asserted that the EU was attempting to prolong the war, noting that giving more funding to Ukraine was, quote, an immediate violation of Hungary's 
interests. Furthermore, he said, quote, the situation in Ukraine is bad, so no more money should be sent to the war. The war should be stopped and there should be a ceasefire and peace talks. Instead, now they want to give money to keep the war going, end quote. Uh, in response to that, of course, uh, naturally, as you would expect, Herbori, a chorus of U.S. officials have suggested that Mr. Orban embraces Russian President Vladimir Putin and disregards Hungary's NATO allies. Oh, I don't know. Sounds like he cares about his country. But what do you think? Yeah, you know, I was just thinking I should try to get back on the show. Gavin Wax uh, of the New York was a young Republicans club. I've seen him in, in, in photos, I think, with Trump and, and um, with with Orban and, and recently, I think, the foreign minister of, of, of Hungary. So he's doing interesting work. And it, it does seem Orban is doing some good work, you know, together with this sort of ragtag motley crew that we've got uh Naya Bukele in El Salvador uh Javier Milei in Argentina by the way tomorrow I'm gonna have a fantastic guest um um Argentinian who who I think is is close to some of Milei's circles so we'll be talking Argentina and Latin America and, and whatnot but you know Orban isn't perfect in general he seems to be doing some good work defending his country from lgbtism globalism he's made some compromises um with the eu but uh you know it's hard from us on the out outside to to be able to criticize we don't know what it's like you know being that cog in the machine that uh that orban is running his country having to deal with the eu and nato united abominations and and um what not and so yeah, I mean, it's, I'm, I can say I'm a fan of Orban, except when he makes those certain compromises. Um, so, you know, what, what do you make of this uh, getting together of, of Trump and, and Orban? And as, uh, as I've already mentioned, we've got a few other holdouts like Bukele, Millet. Um, they took out Imran Khan, uh, Bolsonaro. Uh, your further thoughts? Yeah, I don't know. What are these two uh, people doing hanging out at Mar-a-Lago? What are they going to be talking about? I, I have no idea. It is kind of interesting. Um, I, I did notice that the majority of the reports about this love to, to take jabs at Trump throughout the reporting, reminding folks, of course, that uh, Trump has uh, spoken fondly of dictators and authoritarian rulers. No, not Joe Biden, uh, Russian President Putin and North Korean leader Kim Jong-un. Uh, so, you know, it, it is tis the season for just, you know, Trump, Trump, Trump derangement syndrome or worry. Uh, but Hungary, I don't know. I, whatever happens in Hungary stays in Hungary as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I think that's the way it should be here in America, too. That might keep our nose clean and keep us out of trouble uh, like we see happening overseas. Speaking of Hungary, I'm getting hungry. Uh, Florida, I was I was putting I had that image in my mind of um, Donald Trump and a room filled with what was it? McDonald's? burgers you remember that during his term he fed the uh, was it uh, i forget who it was the sports team maybe just filled the whole room filled with mcdonald's burgers 18 dollar big macs where was someone uh, talking to someone yesterday or on the news that the somewhere big macs were 18 18 dollars we were talking about with the, the wendy's the uberization of wendy's and uh 18 you know they used to be a buck right a big mac but now they're Fra Frankenburgers. Who knows? They put like sawdust in in um now and look it up. They put that in the in in the burgers. So yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully all goes well with Orban and Mr. Trump. And um, yeah, hopefully you know Trump gets put back on the ballot in, in Illinois. So uh, interesting times, Ruckus. Uh,
catch up with you tomorrow. We got Brandon Weikart joining us. It's been quite a while since we've chatted with uh, Brandon, who does fantastic work. We'll be right back. TNT's Alex Zaharoff Royd. Google's Gemini AI has image generation capabilities, but people have been noticing something remarkable. The images keep on wanting to show what's known as diverse results. So if you ask to see an image of America's founding fathers, uh, who were predominantly a group of white men, people of African-American descent are being shown. I mean, there were uh, black founders, but they, they're not the sort of the standard thing that you think of when you see uh, that in your mind. People also ask for a picture of the Pope and a black man is shown. Another prompt asked for images of German Nazi soldiers from 1943 and while one white man is shown the next image is of a woman of asian appearance and then a man of black appearance is also shown which simply isn't what you expect to see at all there's been obviously a huge uproar about this uh, with people naturally accusing google of being woke and inserting diversity uh, equity and inclusion everywhere talking tech with alex zaharoff white on today's news talk tnt affordable housing we can build that Sustainable housing, we can build that. At MIT Modular, we understand the importance of housing for all and the importance of design, cost, and functionality. Our goal is to meet the needs of our growing population by converting shipping containers to livable units. If you're like-minded and in a position to invest in something meaningful and life-changing, we want to hear from you. We are a team of professional architects, engineers, and financial and tax experts dedicated to offering unique solutions that provide a brighter future. Our Opportunity Zone Fund offers investors both real estate and operating business diversification, five-year tax deferral on capital gains, annual tax benefits, and ultimately tax-free appreciation potential. There are Opportunity Zones all over America. If you're interested in learning more about our services, need affordable housing, or want to participate in creating a new vision for tomorrow, give us a call in the U.S. on 385-985-5702 or read more at MITModular.com. MIT Modular. We can build that. The top of the hour, we'll keep on top of the news. It's the most important thing we can do on today's news talk, TNT Radio. All right, jo joining us, joining us is Brandon Weikart. It's been quite a while. He's a geopolitical analyst. The Weikart reports. Um, he travels. He does briefing. Uh, br uh, travels the country, briefing elements at the DoD, various private groups on national security. He's got a whole host of books. I, I own them. All, you know, long ago, we first spoke on your book, Winning Space, How America mm -hmm. Remains a Superpower. Fantastic book. Uh, you've also got Thank you. Biohacked, China's Race to Control Life. You've got The Shadow War, Iran's Quest for Supremacy. And you've got a new book coming out on the whole Ukraine <laughs> uh, situation. Yeah. How, how are you doing? How, how, how have you been? Well, I am. Uh, I've been very busy. And now, as of yesterday, I am officially a defense writer for National Interest. So I am a permanent fixture now. I have my own little sinecure over there. Um, so I'm I'm having a lot of fun. Um, unfortunately, I'm having to talk about things that are really quite nightmarish, as you know. Uh, so hopefully, uh, I always tell people my predictions. I want to be wrong. Please let me be wrong. Um, you know, but uh, thus far, I have not been on many issues. So. Um, you know, that's why I write this to try to warn our policymakers and our public about what's coming down the line. 
Yeah, I mean, you are, you know, I, I, I watch your stuff, I watch your interviews, you're all over the place giving talks um, all over the place. And I still remember our conversation on my podcast and some of the predictions when you made mm -hmm. related to war from 2025 to 2030. I've talked to many other people, you know, Martin Armstrong, the forecaster, who sure. his assessment overlapped with yours and, and, and others. And so I'm just keeping that in the back of my mind. The stuff you talk about space, we're seeing that now uh yep. going on you know maybe if we have time i can ask you about that i was reading about wall street journal you know yesterday saying silicon valley uh venture capitalists want to help the u.s catch catch up with the hypersonics that's related to kind of the stuff that you've been dealing with yeah. but maybe to start like the subject um of, of your book i guess that's coming out uh ukraine yeah. R russia um, every day now, you know, new fronts are open. My, my last guest, Rick Rozov, uh, last night I was talking to a West Point graduate, our former army officer. You're seeing fronts open up like uh, Armenia, Azerbaijan, Transnistria, Moldova, Ukraine, Gaza, Taiwan, Venezuela, Guyana, U.S.-Mexico border. It's just, <laughs> Brandon, what is going on? Uh, we are entering the Third World War. I would argue that it has already begun. Um, this election, I truly believe, will be the decisive point in whether we fall into the trap that the British fell into uh, in World War One. Remember, um, Neil Ferguson and others have made the argument, and I agree, that Britain did not need to get involved in World War One. And had they not gotten involved in World War One, the British Empire probably would have lasted a lot longer. Um, and it really comes down to the men in charge um and uh, their proclivities and their worldviews uh and we know that donald trump is a break from the normal political class in america uh and i believe that he would be daring enough to find an off-ramp the final off-ramp uh if he gets elected he'll find an off-ramp to this upcoming war because right now biden and the democrats have proven that they are warmongers and um, they will find any conflict they can get their hands around and overcommit us. And, uh, you know, they make George W. Bush look like child's play. Yeah. And my, my guest last hour was saying that they're trying to implement a one party system. And I feel like you know, I was reading, I mean, um, what was it the other day? I was reading that uh, Kamala Harris, that they want to pay uh, college students to help people to get people to vote it's almost like paying people to vote for the democrats then you get right. the border um crisis um uh, you know i guess before continuing on to the ukraine stuff you know further thoughts so it's basically like 50 50 then a roll of the dice either trump comes back yeah. and we get some normalcy or we're completely screwed is that it yeah basically that's this is it the, the november i mean this is this is it um and i still have faith that we'll get it right and, uh, you know, I've been critical of the former president uh, the last year. Um, I think he can be mercurial. I think he can be unstable and unpredictable. Um, but I also think those are some traits that help him on the foreign stage, on the international stage. The mad bomber theory. I mean, I in my next book, which is called The Disaster of Our Own Making, How the West Lost Ukraine, uh, I spend a considerable amount of time, about three chapters worth of time in the book, uh, talking about Trump's actual uh, legacy with Russia. And it is not one of uh, being Putin's you know, helper. It is one of uh, being strong but reasonable. Uh, and recognizing the limits of American power, um, which is something that no American president has really done 
probably since Nixon uh, was in charge. Uh, you know, Ray, I mean, uh, Trump uh, held the line when he had to. Um, but he he was very good about not overcommitting and not becoming mired in this sort of ideological human rights, democracy promotion at all costs, foreign policy that has cost uh, the American people, both metaphorically and literally, so much. And so if we can get him back, I think he will stand up to Putin where it matters, um, but he will not overcommit us. And this current group in charge it will. They will overcommit. And they'll get us, you know, destroyed. My last guest, Rick Rozoff, is uh, from Chicago. That's where I am uh, from as well. And I was just making, we we're just yeah. discussing. They took, I, I guess, well, for now, they said that they took Trump off the ballot in Illinois. And that's, I guess, yeah. where I'm last registered. So I guess I can't vote for Trump. Huh? And neither can Rick. So. Right in. Right in. Uh, well, it doesn't really matter. I, mean, I, as you know, I lived in Chicago for many, many, many years. I went to DePaul University in my undergrad. So uh, I lived in Lincoln Park. I, I know Chicago very well. And it doesn't really matter if a Republican is or is not on the ballot. We know how Chicago will sway the election for the rest of Illinois. It will not be for Trump. Um, you know, and that's pretty shocking because if anybody knows Illinois, you go outside of Chicago city limits heading south. You'll see Confederate flags in some parts of Southern Illinois. You know, you you're you're in red country, and yet, and it's a lot like Virginia, where I used to live near D.C. The you know the metropolitan area swings the whole state uh, for one party, um, and it's really unfortunate because um, so it doesn't really matter. I don't think if Trump is on the ballot in Illinois in particular because he's not going to get it anyway there. Yeah, that is uh, very true, and and true what you say as well. Uh, when you get out of the metropolitan uh, area, it's it's time for our headlines. Brandon, we'll be right back. Big news. We do have some big news. TNT Radio News. Big news. For TNT, this is James O'Neill. The U.S. Supreme Court has decided to review whether former President Donald Trump has legal immunity in a case accusing him of interfering in the 2020 presidential election. In a significant speech to the Federal Assembly, Russian President Vladimir Putin accused the West of attempting to transform Russia into a dependent and failing state, similar to what he perceives has been done to Ukraine and other nations. During a speech in Texas, Donald Trump declared the U.S. is at war at the border due to Joe Biden's invasion. We're the pinup boys and poster girls for free speech. We just don't look as impressive as Vladimir Putin shirtless on a horse. Yeah. 24-7, 365. We never stop sifting fact from fiction, misinformation from the truth. From government overreach to the latest on mandates, big tech censorship to propaganda gone mad. Listen to TNT Radio and get the news and views direct from our expert presenters and commentators anywhere you go. Ask Alexa or Google to play TNT Radio or download the TNT Radio app for free from the App Store or Google Play. Today's news talk. This is TNT Radio. We're talking to Brandon Weikart, uh, the Weikart Report, uh, .wordpress.com, on Twitter, X, at WeTheBrandon, and get all of his books. I've got them, Winning Space, Biohacked, and The Shadow War. And since we were talking about, before continuing on geopolitics, uh, and we're discussing Trump and, and the one-party globalist Dems, um, I, I wanted to get your thoughts a bit on, on globalism. Uh, and I want to show this clip. This, the, the, there was this guy uh, at CPAC who gave an amazing speech related to globalism. Let, let's play this. Let's play this clip. 
the World Health Organization, all these internationalist groups have been not only co-opted by communists in our own country, but they have been co-opted by the Chinese. The Chinese have been spending tens of billions of dollars to basically buy influence in groups like the World Health Organization so that they can fundamentally change the United States by using the power of the World Health Organization to impose Chinese-style communist diktats upon us using our own elites to do it. And that is why you had, in the United States in 2020, lockdowns. You had this movement among our elites to basically replicate the policies of China, these draconian, anti-freedom, anti-human policies. Uh, right now, they are currently attempting to pass through the Global Pandemic Treaty, which if they can get that through, it will give the World Health Organization stunning amount of power to completely eradicate our freedoms here in the United States. And so even the Human Rights Watch, I was researching this, even Human Rights Watch, very liberal organization, has said that it is a fundamental imposition upon individual rights and it serves corporate and elite interests over the rights of the individuals. And if you lose Human Rights Watch on the left, you've pretty much shown how radical you truly are. And so my solution, and this is going to tee up Frank for some great comments, but my solution here is if there is a free and fair election this year, Donald Trump will win. And if Donald Trump wins, my, my, I would beg him to please pull us out of the World Health Organization. But not just the World Health Organization, every internationalist group, especially the United Nations. And to bring back America's sovereignty so that we the people can do what's in our best interest, not the interests of the global communist conspiracy. Thank you. Amen to everything that you said there. You mentioned Frank. <laughs> I, I met Frank uh, last year at yeah, the yeah. American, yeah. yeah, at the American Freedom Alliance. I actually got Great the book guy. right behind me that I bought yep. direct yep. from him. Um, he's phenomenal. And yeah, he's, he's he's been on TNT uh, radio good, and good. Um, just your thoughts on globalism, because I, I think, you know, maybe you don't talk about it as much as you treat other subjects. And yeah. I'm I'm more obsessed with globalism than other subjects. And <laughs> what you mentioned, this fear of technocracy, the digital passports, yeah. the social credit systems. I've interviewed yeah. Edwin Black, one of my favorite interviews where he calls it the algorithm ghetto. Right. I just yes. learned he was he was in Mexico recently. He's in Mexico City. I should have if I knew I would have maybe flown. But um, <laughs> where do you feel we're at with this whole great reset project? What you mentioned about the WHO. I had James Roguski on last week and he focuses a lot on the on the who i mean it's 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 frightening it's this global project no for well, it's, it's communism oh. it's yeah it's communism in a new form it's you know joseph campbell wrote a book called the uh, hero with a thousand faces and i say it's what we're facing is the villain with a thousand faces it's the same kind of totalitarianism that we've been uh you know subjected to over the last century or so and the various isms of the 20th century have now sort of congealed in the ism that is globalism um and as i said in my my talk on the main stage at cpac um the the 
globalists in the West, I think, are dupes. I don't think they realize. I think they think they're the geniuses. They're the ones really in power. They're driving the agenda. But they all swear felty, whether they realize it or not, to a national power. And that is the the Chinese Communist Party. And they're all fellow travelers and they're all, uh, you know, useful idiots. Uh, and what they are doing is these organizations they run, like the World Health Organization, uh, the United Nations, you, you name it, these globalist institutions, um, they have this power that we gave them uh, to infringe upon our sovereignty. And what we found and what I was talking that that was only part of what I said, that clip, there's a, it's, it's a longer speech I gave. I talked about and Frank definitely talked about um, how basically groups like the WHO have been literally co-opted by China. Uh, the guy who runs the WHO, I can never say his full name, but it's Dr. Tedros. He is a Chinese pick. They picked him. He was a Chinese-backed politician in Ethiopia before he went on to become the head of the WHO. So what, what I'm getting at here is the globalists of the WEF, the WHO, whatever, uh, they are all serving the interests of one master, and it is not Klaus Schwab. It is not John Kerry or Susan Rice. It's not even George Soros. It's Xi Jinping and the Communist Party and of China. And we are having our sovereignty destroyed um, without the Chinese ever having to fire a shot. I mean, we became so much like China uh, in the pandemic. We, we embraced lockdown mania. We embraced these things. Um, we didn't innovate. We didn't lead. Um, you know, I, it's funny. Uh, Sweden, I believe it was, was leading the free world uh, <laughs> in terms of respond. And I say this as somebody who initially, because I knew this was a bioweapon, was very concerned about being too open during that period. But it became very clear within a probably 96 hour period of the lockdowns that the government, A, had no plan. And B, once we gave them that power, just like we do every time, the government was going to abuse it. And so um, we became China. And that was by design, in part, by design of the globalists. Yeah, I totally uh, agree. And you you know, you mentioned uh, censorship with COVID. And uh, I just recorded this morning, like I had to get up at 6 a.m., interviewed a guest on my podcast, SL Kantham. He's got a large following on Twitter from India. And yeah. we, we mentioned COVID stuff. And I realized I can't upload this to YouTube because I'm, I'm noticing now right. signals and I'm picking up now. It feels like um, someone that I follow just had their YouTube channel deleted or yeah. a video related to COVID. Oh, it was um, Kevin Barrett, who I've had on the show. He's now moved to Morocco, but he did an interview with Ahmadinejad of Iran. <laughs> and he just posted today they deleted that interview from like 10 i don't know how many years ago and because they were talking about it was, it was a couple of years ago vaccines and stuff and so i, I feel right. like just as we're entering the election cycle now yeah. they're reactivating the online well, censorship and there's that another virus that's being cooked up as well there's a new virus so it's yeah, yeah, yeah what are your thoughts on that i mean that uh, is that just you think people are going to fall for it right you think i mean yeah i do uh, you, yeah I yeah do. yeah I think that I, I I am very surprised by how many of my fellow Americans followed the protocols that were imposed upon them, uh, you know, during COVID, the, you know, the first COVID. Um, so I think disease X is coming um, conveniently timed for the election. Um, you know, it, the, the, they we are not dealing with just another opposition party. 
in the globalists, we are dealing with a transnational communist conspiracy that wants to fundamentally reorder the world system uh, and turn it into a totalitarian, you know, state, a police state, and they want to control everything. And the woman next to me on stage at CPAC, Margaret Bylander, is running a group. It's a really amazing group uh, that is basically fighting to prevent uh, the government from taking private lands and turning them into nature preserves, um, because this has been going on in the United States for a while now. They've been using basically eminent domain to do this. Uh, and she has been fighting this fight for many years. And as she said, um, if you don't have private property, you become property. And um, that is what we're up against is it is a glow. It is this it is the villain with a thousand faces, no different than what our, you know, our grandfathers and fathers went up against in the, in the Cold War, except the threat now is here in our own borders and in the West, as opposed to coming externally. Um, and uh, that's the real tragedy here is that we we won the Cold War, but we lost the war on communism. Yeah, I've had on the show, uh, you're making me think that with Jeff Nyquist, um, who yeah, has an interesting yeah. theory. Um, and just l over the weekend, I caught the live show on TNT. I'm consuming a lot as well, a lot of TNT <laughs> shows. Uh, my, my colleague, who was also a guest of mine recently out in Australia, Jason Olburn, interviewed Joel Skolson. Um, Joel Skolson, who shares a similar view as Jeff Nyquist does. And you know, I, I read that book, was it Golitsyn? Uh, I, I I forget. Uh, you know, I, I read that 15 plus years ago. I got it in a uh, right. box in, in in Croatia. That there's this this international communist conspiracy. And you know, I think another branch of that plan is you mentioned border. What's happening on the border? No, seven plus Absolutely. million illegal aliens. Um, yeah, you know, I, I recently talked to J. Michael Waller on my podcast, and it was the first yep. time, the first time where I tried to leave a Amazon a verified Amazon review, and Amazon censored me. They took down my, right. my book review and they said right. uh, hate speech. And then right. I, they let it pass the second time. But then they sent me a warning. They said, if you do this again, I, I didn't understand. If I lose my Amazon account or just my ability to access the Amazon community, right. which includes book reviews, it's absolutely crazy. But you know, what are your thoughts with what's going on in the border? I know other people like Frank Gaffney and, and they've talked about, absolutely. you know, we don't know who's coming in. You got. I had a personal well, we, friend of mine yeah. who who calls me from the border last year he's an evangelist he you know he used to be my church at the mexico texas border and he, he calls me up like a year plus ago saying there's a thousand russians here on the border like he sees them using yeah. he's using google auto translate uh and so your, your thoughts on what's happening yeah. there well um i don't think this is just your typical run-of-the-mill you know migrants coming looking for a better life no matter how many times kamala harris and biden burble that that little bromide um this is an invasion and that's not just hyperbole um and it's going on because they are not only trying to fundamentally change the makeup of the american electorate to ensure democrats and the and the globalist types have permanent control um, but they are also, I think, I believe Joe Biden has been bought and paid for by foreign interests through his son. Um, the media is really trying to claim that because the Smirnoff guy somehow was discredited, which he really wasn't, by the way, but whatever. They're saying that because this FBI informant was discredited, therefore the whole case against Hunter has, has to go away. And that's not accurate because there are multiple points of evidence uh, from Hunter's past proving that 
that he was corrupt and he was serving the interests of the wider Biden family. Um, and so I believe through Hunter, Joe Biden has been compromised. And I think that Joe Biden and his administration are allowing for thousands and thousands, literally, of uh, foreign agents of influence and saboteurs, fifth columnists, think of that show, The Americans, uh, you know, coming across our border. We have no way to track them. In some cases, when we capture them, and I saw this up close and personal, I was uh, speaking at um, Edwards Air Force Base to Skunk Works about uh, four months ago, and I had to catch a late a red eye from LAX to Florida, and uh, the plane was held up, and I thought it was weather, but then I saw two Homeland Security people walking uh, a Mexican guy onto my, my, my flight, and he had the Homeland Security paperwork. And I, I, when I landed, I called my buddy who was a former border patrol agent. And I said, Hey, I go, I, I told him what happened. He goes, Oh yeah. He goes, what we're doing now is in California and some of those blue West coast States, they're capturing these people at the border. They're giving them a taxpayer funded ticket to any city in America of their choice and saying, you have to come to court in seven years. So we're not only doing that though, with, with migrants maybe coming from Mexico who really are just coming to get work. We're doing that also with Iranians. We're doing that with Russians and Chinese and people we capture at the border, military age males from rival countries who are actively seeking to conflict with us overseas. We're bringing them in, we're letting them in, and then we're in many cases, when we capture them, giving them a taxpayer-funded uh, vacation, basically, to the city of their choice in the United States for them to do God knows what. Um, and we see this now, um, something that I was writing about a year and a half ago at my column at both American Greatness and my syndicated column. I used to have one at MSN. Um, I was writing about how um, Hezbollah was moving uh, Iranian built uranium from Iran across these international black market trails that they've created. Um, uh, Al-Qaeda, apparently, in Yemen, intercepted one shipment that was going to the Houthis. So Al-Qaeda now has Iranian-built uranium. Uh, and another shipment uh, two years ago, December, uh, was intercepted by Heathrow Airport authorities, and it was going to, they believe, Hezbollah agents in waiting in London. And with our poor southwestern border, I believe we have probably had all kinds kinds of Iranian agents probably carrying uranium coming up right through our southwestern border. Well, they will probably at some point build dirty bombs in the cities of their choice in America and in Europe. And I think that this is where this is all heading is that we have left our border wide open. And right now, by the way, your audience may not know this, but there is a rolling and growing cyber attack being directed against critical American infrastructure uh, for the last week. Uh, United Healthcare, one of the largest healthcare providers in this country, has been shut down because their network was uh, suffered a ransomware attack. Um, my healthcare system here in Southwest Florida uh, was shut down for a couple days because of of a similar attack. Uh, we're seeing probing attacks across the cyber domain uh, in key other infrastructure uh, areas, uh, infrastructure nodes in the United States. This is all part of something larger. This is not random happenstances and whether it's our enemies abroad doing this or maybe actors here in the united states trying to disrupt our election um the next nine months are going to be very 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 dicey here it's going to be fun times you mentioned the uh, illegal mexican alien in the u.s look i i be i i an american became a mexican legally <laughs> so they can become Americans the, the way that they're That's supposed right. to. 
Right. Same thing like, with my grandmother. My grandmother right. came from overseas when in the 1960s and she did it the right way. I mean, you yeah, know, my, that's how my, you're my, supposed to do it. Yeah, my parents as well. It's time for our break. Uh, again, check sure. out Brandon's books. Uh, just go to Amazon. You'll get you can get the digital or the physical. We'll be right back. With his expert analysis and opinion, this is TNT Radio's Timothy Shea. George Ford Smith of the Mises Institute has written a thoughtful and thought-provoking article entitled, Who Hijacked Our Free Will? And the answer, of course, is no one. Hijackings are violent actions. We haven't had a violent action against our free will. No, what we've had is incrementalism, incremental encroachments on our civil rights, our civil liberties, our very way of life. And every single time we take the easy path, we let the experts handle it, we let the government handle it, we just don't want to rock the boat. We've ceded a little bit more of our liberty and our free will. John Adams said that our constitution is holy for a religious and God-fearing people and is wholly unsuited to any other. We need to become more active, more engaged, and more educated. We need to start digging into our candidates and finding out to whom do they answer. If you've got a candidate that's being funded by the Koch brothers, you might want to look for another candidate in the Republican primary. Do your diligence, do your work, do your duty as a citizen. Exercise your free will before it's all gone. From MAGAinstitute.com, this is Timothy Shea for today's News Talk, TNT. Last week, Brandon met a girl on a dating app. One day after work, he finally found the courage to ask her out. No answer. He started to panic. Was he being too pushy? Maybe it was too... Hey, sorry I didn't respond. I was driving. I would love to go on a date. How does tonight sound? Brandon tried to play it cool, but inside he knew. A girl so smart, so responsible. She must be a keeper. This is the Hervoye Moritz Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. It's our final segment with Brandon Weikart. He just spoke at CPAC. He's got a bunch of books. Get them now. The Shadow War, Biohacked, Winning Space. He's got a new one coming out in a few months on the whole Ukraine-Russia stuff. Uh, by the way, tell us again, remind us again, where are the best places to find you on the internet? Uh, well, now I'm at the National Interest, so probably just there would be the easiest place, the nationalinterest.com and then, or, or .org, um, I should probably know that, uh, but, uh, uh, or go on Amazon and type in my name, W-E-I-C-H-E-R-T, and you will find all of my books ready to be bought. And, and I do regularly read the National Interest um, as well. That's in my arsenal of, of uh, news. Yeah sources and uh i think i've i've probably I've probably had some guests as well who write for national I'm interest sure. but um the the middle east you've written on iran and we got israel gaza yeah. popping off um what are your thoughts on where we're at there and yeah. uh, where we might be going yeah so the shadow war uh the manuscript was finished in may of 2021 and i wrote the book as a warning that what happened in October 2023 was coming. Uh, the book sat in development, you know, it was it was being developed, let's just say, um, and uh, finally came out in July of 2023. 
um, right in time, unfortunately, for what I warned was the beginning of the third intifada. Um, basically, the subtitle of that book is Iran's Quest for Supremacy, and that's really what the book is about. It's understanding the ideological underpinnings and the religious underpinnings of the regime in Iran and understanding the geopolitical situation in the Middle East from Iran's perspective. Um, and I kind of go through the history of the rise of the Islamic Republic and, you know, I, I kind of get into that. Um, one of the things I talk about in the book, and, and this would probably be most relevant here, um, is as imperfect as our traditional allies in the region like Israel and Saudi Arabia are, and they are imperfect, we have to dance with the ones who brung us. Um, we do not want to replicate the failures of George W. Bush and invade the whole region and become mired there. At the same time, though, we cannot hand the region off to the Islamists, which is what Obama and what Biden now have been trying to do. Remember during the Arab Spring, which became an Islamist winter, Obama actually hired um, leaders of the Muslim Brotherhood to, to, to advise both his White House National Security Council as well as the Department of Homeland Security. In fact, uh, Stephen Coughlin, who is a very well-respected uh, counterterrorist expert, was cashiered out of government service by these Muslim Brotherhood elements. Um, and this is why, by the way, Obama ended up siding often with Al-Qaeda and even allowed for the rise of ISIS because he was listening to these Muslim Brotherhood leaders uh, who were advising him on how to handle the Arab Spring. Um, similarly, Biden, we now know, has hired actual aid agents like Bob Malley uh, of the Iranian uh, government uh, to senior positions in the White House National Security Council where they were shaping critical policies related to Iran and the Palestinian territories. Um, and so basically, the wolf is uh, in, in the hen house, and uh, we are trying to empower the Biden administration following Obama's lead. It's trying to empower the Islamists in Iran by basically looking the other way while they build a nuclear weapons arsenal, because the assumption is, hey, it's not fair that Israel has a nuke. But what nobody seems to realize is that there's a third party here, and that's the Saudis, and actually even a fourth uh, and a fifth, the Turks on one side and the Pakistanis on the other, even though they're sort of in South Asia. Uh, culturally, obviously, they're Muslim. Um, the, the Saudis have made clear if the Iranians get a nuke and they find out, they will build their own nuclear weapons arsenal and they have the money and the knowledge base to, to accomplish that task, um, which will lead to uh, a frankly devastating world war uh, because you'll have three very unstable, ethnically charged, religiously motivated rivals uh, flinging nukes at each other um, which will rope in the Chinese and the Russians and the Americans and everybody else. And so in the book, what I'm saying is, you know, we have to be very vigilant not to let Iran out of its box, because if we do, it will lead to a third world war scenario. And we're already seeing the outlines of that in the Middle East now with October 7th, which by the way, it will lead to a third world war scenario. And we're already seeing the outlines of that in the Middle East now with October 7th, which by the way, Hamas is an Iranian backed group uh, uh december of 2016 in beirut they met with kasim Soleimani, who was killed by trump in 2020 the head of the iranian revolutionary guards corps uh the leadership of hezbollah was there the leadership of islamic jihad was there and fatah as well and they all came out of that terrorist conference agreeing to pull resources together and initiate under the command of the iranians the third and final intifada against israel which is what you saw beginning on october 7th
It's funny you mentioned Stephen Coughlin. I've got his card right here. <laughs> I met him, met him last year as well. And I've just been so busy. I've got these cards piled up my desk, and I just <laughs> I too. never got around to. I, I'm gonna send them a mail now to get him on the show. You but should. um, yeah, he's he's fantastic. Again, a lot of people that I saw speak, Robert Spalding. Um, uh, oh yeah, I, yeah, I know him. Yeah, been, um, and he was on TNT recently, John. Um, Colonel, I've got his book behind me. Mills, I think uh, you spoke there. Yeah, uh, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just, I, yeah. I, I'm talking to so many people every week. But um, <laughs> so just, to, we are four minutes to midnight. Um, your, so it seems like we've got multiple World War Three jump off points, Middle East or Ukraine, um, or even possibly Taiwan. No, it seems like the odds are not in our favor. No, they're not. And don't forget Venezuela, Guyana, which will create the largest refugee flow toward the southwestern border in the history of the, of the southwestern border. Um, but but the hidden there there is there is it's important to understand there is one actor that's coordinating all of this on some level, and that is the hidden hand of the Chinese Communist Party. It all comes back to them because they believe in creating as much chaos to spread the Americans too thin and to basically break the American juggernaut. And the chaos, as they said in Game of Thrones, chaos is a ladder for the Chinese. They will create as much chaos to mire us and bog us down, and then it will keep us distracted long enough for the Chinese to usurp whatever's left of the U.S.-led world order, which, let's face it, is on its last legs anyway. Um, and uh, they will supplant it with a Chinese-led world order, um, and uh, it's a nightmare waiting to happen. And this is precisely what... Uh, Xi Jinping and his kind of inner circle are plotting right now. Now, whether they can achieve it, I don't know, because China has a lot of problems. But the issue is the chaos they're going to create in the meanwhile is enough to do a lot of destruction to us and our allies and the world and to set us back significantly. Um, and that's why in the book, The Shadow War, I make it clear, yeah, Ukraine's a problem and it could become a, you know, a major war. It looks like it's going to. Yeah, Taiwan's a problem and it could become a major war as well. But I actually think the trigger point is going to be Iran trying to reshape the greater Middle East with the help of China and Russia. Um, and that is where we need to be worried about World War III actually erupting from, because that region is a powder keg on a good day. And now you throw in the Russia and the Chinese problems. Uh, you know, this thing's not going to end well. Two minutes to midnight. Real, you know, any final thought and what people can do, uh, any pre preparations they could make, uh, and and so forth. Ultimately, the only thing you can do is to live your life. People ask me this, and they're, they're looking for some great solution. Um, if, if the worst-case scenario happens, very few of us are going to make it. So at the end of the day, if you believe in God, you know, follow your faith, uh, you know, hold your family close, live your life, uh, don't live in fear. There are some countermeasures you can take. I mean, buy some gold, buy some silver, have that on hand, own a gun. It's always good to practice your second amendment. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, probably stock up on some antibiotics. There are some great groups online, uh, that I use that are coming online that will send you every month, a, a shipment of antibiotics for storage. Other than that, vote for Trump. And I, I say that as somebody who's been very critical of the former president, but he is the guy it's two people, Trump and Biden or whatever other figure they're going to throw in front of Biden. Uh, and it doesn't matter who it is for the Democrats because we know what they want.
and uh, it needs to be Trump. So vote for Trump, and it probably end the problem. And make babies. Make more babies. Make babies. Bill Gates, Trump will not be happy with that. 45 seconds again. <laughs> where, where do we go uh, to find you? Uh, go on Twitter, Getter, or Truth Social. I'm under the same name, at WeTheBrandon, or Amazon.com. You can find me, or The National Interest. Keep up uh, the great work, Brandon. Awesome that Thank you're you. with National Interest. You got a new book coming out, so hopefully join us again, and I'll, I'll be Keep following you. Keep up the you. good work, too. Yeah, TNT is rocking and rolling two, two yeah. plus years uh, here. So thanks for being on TNT. Thank you. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm signing off. Steve Malzberg is up next. Hasta la vista, babe. <laughs>